Welcome to the MA Road Show, episode number 269. Giggity. <laughs> <laughs> My name is John Morgan. I would have never even just picked it up and laughed until you said something about it. Yeah, come on. I would have missed to. an opportunity. You I see? I would have missed an opportunity. I got that. Cold coffee is with me, as you can hear. Yes, none of that hot tea bullshit. None of that hot tea, man. Get that hot tea out of here. No, shout out. Look, first time we've been together. It took a while. I had to it go has. back and look. April 30th was the last time we were It was three weeks ago. Uh, April 30th, wow. so haven't even done a show this month, but uh, yeah, crazy, and shout out to uh, to Hot Tea, Oscar Willis, man, he, uh, <laughs> yes, he was awesome, he thank did, you Oscar, he did, he did, uh, he did five podcasts with me over the course of 11 days in, wow. in Jacksonville, so we did two of the full shows, and then we did three of the of the bonus shows over on Patreon.com, the and a half episodes, and the mm-hmm. and three and quarters, three quarters. <laughs> it doesn't flow quite as well, man, it's still better than Whatever. And I, half, it's so funny half. when we were trying to. You hit me up and you're like, what are we going to name this thing? And, and at first I was just like, that's stupid, John. It's going to be the next number. And I was like, oh, wait, it's another and a half. But it isn't. <laughs> it was, it was, so, I was like, oh, this is kind of a stupid question, but it's yeah. a serious question. I was like, I don't even know what to call this thing. Have we ever? Because we've never ran in that before. I don't I think feel so. almost like we probably did over over the 20 years that we've been doing this show. <laughs> 269 like straight done. weeks without missing. We have never That's missed a single episode. Crazy. Come uh, vacations, come sickness, come, come furloughs, <laughs> come global pandemic. Uh, we have not missed 269 straight weeks. So, uh, but yeah, I want shout out to Oscar because uh, he did yeah. he did five uh, five episodes with me. So if if you want to hear. Uh, some of the ones over on the Patreon, the, the post-fight shows that we're doing at 4 o'clock in the morning. So where the hot tea? Did you call him hot tea? Or no, just, he just came that, up with that. that. Yeah, he, oh, okay. he rolled with it. He came up with that. I thought that the that hot girl on the internet that was calling for hot tea and calling for my dismissal. It's so funny. He reached out to me. He's like, he's like, bro. He was like, it's funny because uh, I forget. Holly Beck, I think. Uh-huh. Shout out to Holly if yes, you're actually man. listening to this. I mean, I know hot tea is not on this episode, but if you're still listening, he, uh, she had put something. I saw it on the Twitter uh, the hot tea and sorry, cold coffee. And they had the picture of the of the Shining when he's out in the. I I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, that was the, like one of the best scenes right there. Uh, he had reached out after it. He's like, "Hope you're well, bro." I was like, "Oh, he's feeling guilty because somebody's like calling for my dismissal or something." <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I was so thankful that uh, that Oscar stepped in. Oscar's always great. I mean, we love having him. Oscar's probably one of my favorite other media people. I agree. Even though he works for just a piss poor outlet, but <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, no, it was really, really good. And and I can only imagine. I mean, like being locked away. I could see it in your eyes every time we would do a video call. I just felt like <laughs> you could see the despair oh, and the, the, the like sitting in the room because I was like, man, John looks really tired today. But if you know, you're sitting in a room that just it drains your energy. So I was glad that you actually had a, uh, you know, a partner in crime to kind of keep you going because that's tough. I mean, that's some of the stuff that uh, uh, you never really think about it. Yes, of course, yes, you're covering an event and there's all these weird things that pop up. But being in self-isolation when you're not normally used to being self-isolation mm-hmm. is a huge huge drag and a huge energy dump. I mean, that's the whole reason why people still use um, – when when prisoners or people get in, in trouble and they're like, oh, put them in isolation. Yeah. 
there is something really to the fact of that isolation really can mess with your mind. hundred you know? percent agree with that. And I mean, obviously we had social media and we could make phone calls. So this wasn't yeah. to that level, but so you yeah. didn't lose it completely. You didn't lose it completely. But even when, I, when I'm at home, yeah. my wife and son are there, you know what yeah. I mean? There's so at least there's people noise. to talk there's to. Oh, there's on. constant noise. Yeah. Trust me. There's constant noise. <laughs> Remember, she listens to this. <laughs> but you know, at least there's, there's somebody to talk to and they're interactive, yeah. but you are right, man. Over the course of 11 days, man, uh, just being in that room, you know, so I, man, I look forward to like, we'd, you know, we'd get dinner at night. At least there'd be a chance to get out of the room for just a little bit to go have a meal. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then, you know, there's no hanging out. There's no... That night with the, the whole steak night. Oh, steaks are good, man. And the you're like, speaking good. of steaks, I was like, Oh, I've been with this motherfucker. Oh. I know where he's going. Morton, dude, I'll throw it down. I'll stick. Was it, it was, Morton's? It was Morton's and it was wow. inside. It was, in, it was inside our hotel. So we could just wow. go straight there, man. If you guys don't know, Morton's is a very cheap steakhouse, uh, <laughs> low quality. Low price. So if you see them in the Texas uh, Roadhouse, uh, go Texas Roadhouse because Morton's <laughs> oh, is just, you know. Morton's was fantastic. The Cajun <laughs> ribeye, they had a seasoned Cajun ribeye. Oh, wow. I spent so much of my stimulus money down there. I mean, the receipts I was. Yeah. I, I couldn't. I can't turn them into junkie. Like these yeah. receipts were ridiculous. Did so. you do. Did you do uh, well, a lot of the. Well, no, Morton's is. Uh, the shit's a la carte. So oh, yeah. What'd you get on the side? Uh, au gratin potatoes. They had some, like. Oh, nice. like uh, what's it? Gorgonzola au gratin or something. I was just, oh, it was. So Gorgonzola, that's a blue cheese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was wow. so good, man. Oh, dude, it was. Yum. Maybe, maybe. I love me some au gratin. Maybe a little bit of red wine to go along with it. Maybe a little bit. You mean one or two bottles? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, can I, I was like, I know it's just your house wine, but can I get a bottle of that? They were yeah. like, yeah, you can. Well, I was like, I'm not getting the expensive ones. But what's funny, because somehow in recent conversation, with uh, Agent H, uh, steaks and steak dinners have popped up. Probably because I brought it up. I was like, oh, this motherfucker's going to steak dinner. Uh, brought up uh, Croatia. Oh. And the big, I, I couldn't, I kept, the number now, it's like it's like telling the big whale fish story. I want to remember it that it was like about a 44-ouncer, 46-ouncer. Oh, yeah, it was, like a, I, it was like a three-pound steak. Something like that. You ate like right? a three pound steak. Though. I remember it. I remember it said normally for two. It's a, it was like suggested for two in like little small print. But it was all it was in it was in the metric system, so we didn't really understand like, like yeah. how many milligrams it was. I don't know because yours was still a pretty decent steak. No, I had as well. a nice a nice big steak, but yours was normally for two people. But yeah. it was so cheap. It was Zagreb, but it was that fight night that was yeah. over there. Francis Nagano was on the card. Derek Lewis was on the yeah. card. I mean, it was a, a good fight night, and it was so weird because it was cheaper to stay an extra night. When you did the difference between airfare and hotel, right. it was cheaper to stay one extra night and fly home on Monday than right. it was to fly home on Sunday. So we were like, well, damn, we flew all the way over here. It's actually going to save the company money if we stay. Right. Let's hang out for a day. And we did. We went and had uh, just it was far incredible. too much to drink. And well, <laughs> well, I remember even, I think, one of the first days, because Simon was there, and I remember mm-hmm. we got pizzas one of the first days, and I remember they were, they were ginormous. Yeah. And it wasn't much of a big price difference between the giant pizza and the steak dinner. Right. And I remember thinking, like, wow, man, these other countries, they got it good. They got it good. But that's just the whole difference when you go to a country and you get the, the benefit of the currency oh, yeah. exchange or I remember, whatever. like, like liter beers were, like, a dollar. It was, like, nothing. It was amazing. It was so crazy. But for some reason, that popped up. I don't know if it was uh, – I'd have to look back to see when the day of the yeah, event. Like I don't a, know if I it was, was, like, a, a I think it was, like, a three-pound T-Mo. Because if I remember, we were trying to, like, give it scale in the photo. So we put, like, a credit card next to it or and whatever. And I tried to put my hand, and then yeah, but nothing then you don't worked. Know, so, so it was a credit card. I was like, everybody yeah. knows what size a credit card is. And it was, right. like, literally the, the thickness of it was, like, the <laughs> thickness of a credit card. so funny because I remember uh, – 
talking to Agent H, she's like, you got sides though, right? And I was like, I got sides. I didn't really eat no, much of them. No, those didn't get touched. Because it was like, all right, yeah, do I want to eat the, the mushrooms or the potato off to the side or eat this delicious steak? That so, was a great steak too. Dude, I, I'm telling you, my lifelong goal, thank you to everybody on this Patreon. One day we're going to have enough patrons that I'm going to I want to find me a 96-ounce steak like the challenge oh but except for the challenge like, the like texan or when i was a kid yeah there was a kid when i was a kid there was a movie with john candy i want to see it's the great outdoors or something and he goes and he has the old 96er right and and remember at the time it was like the challenge of the movie was like he had to eat the steak and he had to eat the meat the the fat and everything and he made a big ordeal about it whatever blah 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 nowadays you can find these 96 ounce uh challenges and i'm gonna give you one guess what state is one of the states you think that this would probably exist in? Texas. It still exists. Texas. It still exists in Amarillo, <laughs> yes. dude. I, trust me. It still exists in Amarillo. The big Texan. Yeah, the I was going to say, like, Texas is all about it. But what, what has changed now is that, and, and eventually we'll get to MMA talk, but hey, Promise. there's no fight. Promise. Week, whatever. But um, they make you eat all the sides. So it's not just a 96-ounce steak. You have to eat a, a big thing of... Uh, like a baked potato, probably. A baked potato off the yeah. side. You have to eat a salad. Some of them put rolls. Some put some other little thing. And it's like, it was already hard enough with just a 96-ounce steak. Right. But now you're adding all this other stuff. Whereas me, in my mind, I'm like, oh, bro, I'm never going to make the time deal. But is it worth it to eat a 96-ounce steak? Is the price value of, like, the dollar, whatever you have to pay. Yeah, yeah. But if it was me, I know I've been training my whole life to eventually get to a 96. There's all these fighters that we cover that train themselves to eventually become champions. I've been training my whole life to eventually conquer a 96-ounce steak somewhere. That's the pinnacle. You, you have the is, vision. I'm like, I will walk up to Henry and be like, Henry, you might be an Olympic champ. I took down a 96er, bro. bro. And I want him to take the knee. I want him to bend the knee at that point. <laughs> And embrace my greatness. Bend the knee to the 96 To OZ. the 96. <laughs> and I'll shortly have a heart attack after that point. But, uh, uh, no, for, but yeah, your steak talk the other day. My steak talk was good in, in Florida. And, uh, you know, it, it was. It was kind of a frustrating trip in a lot of ways. But uh, I was glad I was there. But it and happened. I'm glad. It happened. And it's in the books. And, and we're back. And uh, I'm happy. Now, I say we're back. I'm on furlough this week. So yep. you've actually been working. Uh, but I, I did want to just give a shout out to anybody that's uh, that's going through the same things we are with furloughs and unemployment and things like that. Uh, this is my third week of furlough, and I took it a lot better than the second one. You know, the first one, yeah, I was scrambling. Right, the first the first week of furlough, I was scrambling. I was trying to figure out how do we make budgets work, how do we move money around, what adjustments can we make, et cetera, et cetera. And it kept me busy. The second one hit me hard, and I kind of kind of opened up on that man. It just struck me weird for some reason. The third one. Uh, I've kept I've kept myself good, man. I've, I've, yeah. I've really been. I think this is the key. Not necessarily having an exact routine, but at least having goals for the day and like what yeah. you want to do. Like I've been doing some home improvement projects and like adding some shelving in some of my rooms, kind of re rearranging some rooms in my house that I think we could use better. Like reimagining the space and just stuff like that. You know, trying yeah. to make my little my little area better. And uh, it's it's been good. So if anybody's going through the same stuff, I'll just say I guess what I figured out is at least. Man, if I wake up and I've got a purpose and i got a goal and I go through it, man, it, it, yeah. hel it helped me deal with it a lot better. It's finding, it's finding the little successes, you know, and I think yeah. we joked about it and we even said it the other day or one of, the, one of these times, you know, and, and I, I say it's in jokingness but in all seriousness, it was just the little things of like, 
the day that I was like, oh, well, I got up and I got dressed and I showered and stuff. Like, typically. That is a small goal. You know, it is. Very little It victory. is. But I can immediately go in the kitchen, you know, making, I made my coffee, like a normal work day, had the coffee, and I was like, okay, well, let me go ahead and get showered. Let me go ahead and, you know, get uh, dressed or whatever. And I immediately felt better yeah. than the day before when I would just literally just like, oh, I'm going to mope around. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of days... I'll be honest, you know, we could do what we need to do for work-wise. I could sit here in my underwear and a T-shirt, yeah. and it's no big deal. But there is a difference when, you know, you want a sense of accomplishment, and you want a sense of, like, things maybe will get back to normal, is play out the role that stuff is getting back to normal. And part of it is doing these little things that set the goals, and, and you achieve that, and you feel a lot better. And uh, But you're right. I mean, but, you know, not that we want to get good at being – off of work no. or these kind of things. But it is it is one of those things, unfortunately, that we have to deal with, and we still have some weeks to deal. I have two weeks yeah, coming you got up. two weeks left. I'll, I'll be still off have one next week, week and then I have another week in, in June that we have to do. But, you know, which is crazy because, you know, part of you wants to lash out because you're like, well, fights are back. We right. should be good. We should be good. But as a whole, as a company, as a one-team uh, organization, you know, everybody's kind of embracing it and kind of taking it as a team, and 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 it's not like the economy has fully got back. And That's either it. way, you know, I mean, things are starting to slowly open up and starting to get better. You know, I was telling you, I was finally able to get my hair cut the other day. You know, and I feel so much better. You know, even just those little things like that. But you feel like things are getting back to normal, and the fact that now it's like, oh, hey, there's another fight going on. Okay, yeah. I need to go on and start applying for credentials. And then I was like, oh shit, because I reached out to our uh, one of our contacts at the UFC. I was like, hey, what's the deal for next week? Can we get one credential, or is it multiple credentials? What's the deal? Look at the calendar, and immediately was like. Oh, well, shoot. you can't even work next week. So anyway. I wrote That's back right. and was like, "Well, sorry, Bye. buddy, I'm on damn furlough next week." Just realized it. Just ignore my message, you know. And they pretty much told me one, they're still working out the logistics. It seems like they're still figuring out what's going to happen here on the May 30th for the Apex show. But also then they wrote back and was like, "And, and sorry for your furlough." <laughs> you know, and I was like, <laughs> "Is what it is," you know. Um, but it's. It was just part of me. My brain was immediately quick to want to switch back into that we're back to fights. You know, we're back to normal. I mean, one of the greatest things about last week, besides the fact of three weeks of fight, NASCAR was back on. Yeah. There was golf that was on. I think there's golf that's going to be I'm going to watch the golf this, this weekend. Week. Yeah, you know t- I mean? Tiger and Phil. And it's slowly getting there. Regardless, I mean, I know people. a lot of people wanted to be upset about the, um, the worries about uh, spreading the sickness and other stuff, and they were all valid worries um but it was all about you know the only way to move forward whether it be going to a restaurant uh to get dine-in food or whether to go to the grocery stores to make sure that the right steps were taking place that life and that the economy and that things could move forward and the ufc while it is an entertainment field is still an employment it is still a job for a lot of these contractors unfortunately they should be employees whatever Things needed to move forward in that, so we're getting the entertainment moving forward. But even around us, you know, even seeing some of the parts of Vegas open up fills me with so much more joy that mm-hmm. you feel like we're getting back to normal. And mm-hmm. the fact that now we're looking at, okay, what's the next fight week? Oh, okay, it's next week. It's starting to get so this. Nice. It's starting like this fog that's been hanging over feels like it's starting to clear. I mean, I still carry my mask in my car everywhere I go. Well, yeah, I put, you have I put to. my mask in. I mean, listen, in, you, you have know? to. That's. I think that's the big key to remember is that uh, 
I, I we want to all get back to normal, and we and we want things to be, you know, the way that we like them to be. And I, and I'm happy that we have this opportunity to to work again. I'm happy that we have an opportunity to do watch the sport that we love. But at the same time, we do have to remember at all times, stay sharp, stay stay uh you know stay focused on on the issues. You know what I mean? And 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 uh, the adjustments that you have to make. You know what I mean? Like it's not. 100% back to normal, it's, you know, it's getting there. It's eking. It's it's slowly starting. The ball is starting to roll. And uh, speaking of starting to roll, we started the, the ball rolling <laughs> this evening, and we should probably give props. Shout out to Latchkey Brewing. We, we might have pre-gamed a little bit. We might have pre-gamed a little bit before we sat down to, to record this on a wonderful, beautiful Thursday afternoon. We had Las to Vegas. catch up. Had to catch up. It's been a while. I haven't seen you in three weeks. We yeah. had to talk a little bit. So we, we pre-gamed a little bit. And dog years, that's like. Three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Latchkey Brewing. Look uh, at me bringing math into the story, and then we immediately just falls apart. Done. Done. Not, not a math petition. Uh, shout out to Latchkey <laughs> Brewing, our boy Anthony Beach over there, the brewer uh, extraordinaire, seventeen ninety five Hancock Street in San Diego, California. Mm. We started out with the uh, the Slap and Zwickle. It's a Zwickle beer, which is an unfiltered pale lager. It's uh, it's unfiltered, <laughs> crisp, dry pale lager. And it's lightly dry hopped, and it I, went down smooth. I like it because you, you had to explain because you're like, it's a Zwickle beer. Like everybody yeah, yeah. knows what a Zwi- yeah, look, Zwickle beer is. I'm just reading the notes, man. All I know, <laughs> the, like Anthony Beach, we got you that didn't know what a Zwickle beer we, was. We got to get Anthony on here one day to like just actually talk some beer. That dude knows beer like no other. Oh, uh, dude, he he's got the sweet sweet tones oh, of, of beer knowledge. Every time he gets into it, it's it's like mesmerizing because it is such a, an amazing process. Like if. Have you ever tried to brew your own home no, brew? No, I've done it and I've done it multiple times, and it's very easy to just really be very bad at it. And most times, I'm terrible. very, very bad at it. So when you can actually do it very well, there, there's so much science behind it, and there's so yeah. much um, just you have to be perfect in what you're doing to get a quality product, and let alone to get it consistent. So uh, to hear people talk about it that know what they're talking about, because a lot of times. Uh, when the, the UFC sound guy Tracy in the back, he's a brewer as yeah, well. Yeah, he makes some it's great. Absolutely brews. amazing. Let, let's it's peel, no let's it's peel no latch curtain. key, but it's, it's pretty no good. It's no latch key, but it's, but it's pretty good. good. Just to peel the curtain, a lot of times uh, we'll go to these shows, and Tracy's always doing the sound. One of the most uh, incredible, just super super nice guys that you'll ever ever meet. Yeah, and uh, he brings to a lot of events every once in a while. He'll bring like. Five, six, eight, ten, whatever he could put in his luggage of different uh, bottles of beer that he's made from his home brew, and it's it's been like this, just like secret pleasure every whatever every other event or whatever of getting like to taste one of his home brews. Now, it's kind of funny. Just we don't do it while we're there, not, not while, while we're working, working. But he'll 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 hand over a couple beers and say, "Hey, here's my latest brew." And then we'll take it back to the room and have a little bit. And that that's where I I always mess up because he's always like, "Hey." Bring me the bottle back or whatever, you know. So we take it home, and I always forget to bring the bottle back. I usually eventually bring it back. I have two. I have, of, I have, two, I have two of his yeah, bottles t- at my see, house right now. And what's worse is because usually, say if it's like uh, uh, weigh-in day or whatever, and we see him, and he's like, "Oh, brute, try this, whatever," because he makes like chocolate stout mixed with blah 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 blah. It's like fight night. I'm bringing the empties back to him, which looks terrible. Looks so I'm awful. always trying to like hide it. I'm like, here, here's your empty, because he doesn't live in Vegas, so it's not like I can. Sorry, lives in Oklahoma, and I'm not gonna mail it or whatever. Yeah. But um, there is something to be said about people that uh, do this sort of thing, 
that is just it, it absolutely intrigues me because I've tried it and I suck at it. So the guys that actually make beers and make them very, very good just blows my mind. And shout out to Tracy. One is a hell of a sound guy, but he's a hell of a brewer as well. But like you said, he's no latch. It's key no latch key. He's no latch key. Shout out to Tracy for sure. He uh, he actually was a big help uh, behind the scenes. Man, Jose Youngs was having some tech issues yeah. uh, from MMA fighting in Audio Jacksonville. Issues? Yeah, he was having some actually camera issues, which isn't even really Tracy's. Yeah. Thing, but he was having some some camera issues, and it had to do s- with the audio and that sort of thing. And Tracy, I mean, doesn't have to do this for his job. Did he reach out to somebody else to help? Literally, the- downloaded the manual, was Shut reading through the manual, up. like like uh, just did all these little adjustments and helped Jose from yeah. MMA fighting. He uh, Jose wouldn't have had usable audio if wow. it weren't for Tracy, who was. This is not his job. Yeah. He gets paid to set up the audio and run the press conferences and all that. And by the way, that's unreal. Uh, and Tracy was tasked with the uh, responsibility of like handing a new microphone. They had a new microphone for I was every what single the fighter. About that because you did see them come up there and did it, and I didn't know if yep. they immediately took it back and then wiped it nope. down. Every or? single fighter. They had a new microphone for every fighter. They didn't just wipe them down. No, nope. and then and then he took those and sanitized them. A lot, of, a lot of microphones. Dude, we all had microphones at our tables too. Holy cow! I mean, there had to be thirty. And that's microphones. the stuff that yeah, that's the stuff that nobody knows about. Yeah. And I wondered about that when I saw them go up there and swap the mic. I just immediately assumed, okay, if that if I was there, knowing what they normally do. They have two mics that maybe float around the floor, and then they have one that's sitting up into the the, the right. post fight thing, and there might be one back in the back yep. as like a backup. So I u- usually see maybe four microphones. So the fact that they did something like that, they would have had to have ordered a paid ton a- of microphones yeah. all, and, and with lights and uh, no windscreen on them because obviously that you can't clean that, yeah. you can't clean the foam. So it was it wouldn't have that, but then he was explaining there's a chemical that you can spray in there that's designed to, to combat this stuff. But it, it that way it penetrates the mesh of the microphone, but it's still safe the for the inside. microphone itself. Yeah. Dude. So Tracy was tasked with doing all that. So uh, and he still picked it up, and that's why I say it. And like and and then we'll. I still feel like we're sort of talking about fights. It's MMA. It's MMA. Um, Covering boxing and covering other sports, you know, you'll hear us every once in a while joke and we laugh and we say about how sort of the the whole ecosystem that is the MMA media and the the UFC, Bellator, the promotion, the sort of relationship that goes around this traveling circus that while it is a traveling circus – there are so many people that look out for each other and help each other to make sure that we're able to get our jobs done. Like I knew if I was there, I probably would have did the same thing to try to help him out, to try to download it. So I love the fact that Tracy could have easily just been like, who are you? Yeah. You know, like, no, but I mean like the traveling circus is the same sort of minstrels and jokers that jump around that. Of course he's going to try to help out, you know, mm-hmm. whereas if, I've been to so many boxing events where I'm just literally another just random number. And if something like that happened, I would have – sorry, I don't have audio, you know, and it just happened. So as much as, you know, people want to harp on, um, you know, doing some of the stuff or some of the, the, the media, it's stories like that that just reaffirm to me that how uh, – it is. Everybody does seem. It's so funny because it just seems that everybody sort of does try to look out, even though we're all competitors. A yeah. lot of us. You do this enough time when you see somebody, you know, fifty times in the year, you know, why would you want to be a jerk and not help somebody out? Well, you and know? That, so that's Tracy again. Not Tracy's job to do that, but he was like determined, bound and determined to get this thing fixed. 
but a couple of the audio files that Jose uh, that were corrupted that just yeah. they couldn't use. Uh, they weren't corrupted. They just had so much like static on them and clicks that they just couldn't really use it. Yeah. Um, Oscar actually was like, "Here, bro, here's take the audio," and hooked him up with the audio this week and sync it up. So there so you go, Mac man. Life helping out MMA fighting. MMA fighting. You know what I mean? Just saying. And look, Casey's, I got you. Ha- Casey's helped me out in a pinch before when something's happened with my shit, and I've reached out and be like, "Bro, something happened. You know, can I get audio?" And this is and this is like one of those things. Peeling that, back the curtain a little bit, we're all competitive as hell, but, but st- we're all friends. Things happen, man. You know what and I mean? Shit happens, and yeah. I would I would literally feel like a piece of poop if. Casey or one of the regulars, and and I don't just say, I mean, like any of it. If I see you grinding and out there week after week after week, and something happened and you lost an audio yeah. file and you came up to an me, an equipment failure, I literally would feel like a piece of shit if I didn't give you something that was an easy enough lift. It takes you a few moments or whatever. I mean, I've helped uh, the Review Journal like Fang uh, one of the last events. Something happened, and I wouldn't. I don't even bat an eye on that kind of shit because I know I could go to them if something happened. Absolutely. And it has happened. So, I mean, that's one of the beautiful things that even though we all cover a sport that is very violent in nature, a lot of us, uh, while we are still competitors, uh, help each other out. So, I, I mean, I just I absolutely love it. And it's so funny, you know, because I think everybody, while we are still, just like anybody else in a sport that does whatever, of course you want to beat your competitor. Mm-hmm. Of course you want to be the better, you want to get better numbers and whatever. But we're all, at the end of the day, it's a job, you know. And do and carry yourself in a way that you can be proud of. Like, if I didn't help somebody out, knowing that, oh, okay, they're going to be struggling to get that out. I'm going to get some extra views. And I go home and I have to look myself in the mirror. I'm going to feel like a piece of shit because I'm going to see it. the same person in a week's time, and what are you going to do? You know, because then at that point, the relationship is different, and it's just weird. And I would rather, you know, help somebody out and knowing that, okay, yeah, maybe we're not going to get as many views, knowing that I'm still a human being. That's and, right. You know, so it's it definitely goes both ways. So I love hearing that. Yeah. I mean, like, I wish there were more stories of that where people understood really that while we are competitors, and I will talk shit so much about these guys – I still ultimately love them to death, you know, because they are friends as well as competitors. That's so. how we exist behind the so, scenes. And you know, screw, screw MMA fighting. Right. Screw Mac Life. Fuck, fuck, fuck them both. Right. But I love those dudes. But the people are all right. <laughs> the sites can go to hell, but the people themselves are all right. That message, by the way, is brought to you and fueled by Latchkey Brewing because after we had the slap and swickle, we then moved on to the – Check, please. It's a check pale lager. It's check, light- please, because I'm checked out already. <laughs> Light-bodied, floral, and a nice citrusy finish. And 5.6% alcohol by volume. Yeah, by the way, so shout-out to Lasky Brewing for first one? bringing this type of honesty right away off the top. 5%. And what's crazy, because uh, they're, they're lighter colored. They both look like lagers, but they packs, it, 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 good. it packs a little punch. And then we moved on to... Uh, don't tell all of our listeners because they will uh, <laughs> yell at us that we switched to the All-American Brew. Yeah. Even though I did have some Pacificos, which I ultimately planned to bring out. Nah. But uh, John came over, even though uh, I told him I had some leftover Pacificos and limes, and I had some uh, PBR already in the fridge. He brought some PBR, so I had to stick it in the freezer because I didn't mm. have space in the fridge. Ice cold. And then... Uh, it's got super, super ice cold, so we brought that out. So we are uh, we skipped Mexico and we went back to America with this PBR. Yeah, I, I got Even no, though, I got nothing against Mexico, but when you got dude, some award winning uh, Pabst Blue Ribbon, dude. But I'm telling you, lately, like uh, I uh, I like I, I like Modelo's, I like Pacificos, uh, 
Modelo is, is what Constellation brand, which we yes. got a lot of love for Constellation. Ooh, got brands. a lot of love Constellation brand. Uh, but man, Pacifico for some reason, man, I just lately have been on a super kick for them, especially out of a bottle. They're better out of a bottle than a can on those particular ones. But then you put a little, put a little lime 100%. in there. Modelo in a can doesn't count. Don't get Modelo in a it can. Doesn't it? I mean, it doesn't as, taste the same. As much as this, like. Uh, <laughs> They're just gonna shit on us because you don't notice as much of a difference of a PBR bottle from a PBR can. But some of the other beers, <laughs> Modelo you, you can really is do. no good. I'm gonna tell you right now. Do not get Mod- if you're getting Modelo yeah. Special. Uh, don't get in the can. Get in the bottle. Yeah, you gotta get in the bottle. But yeah, so I got a few of those. Maybe we'll splurge by the end of this because I got some limes. I mean, there ain't nothing. Especially with the weather right now, oh, it's is absolutely incredible right now in Vegas. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's been nice days. We got a, we we hit a few hundreds, um, but. It's been like in the 80s uh, this past few days. The pain I think is this back. Whole week's the pain is back after a hot April. We've got yeah. a mild May. Well, we're going to get experience a lot of uh, Vegas, it seems like. Uh, you mentioned it, man, the USC APEC shows. So to kind of update everybody on where everything is, the USC has formally applied to the Nevada State Athletic Commission for events at the APEX on May 30th and June the 6th. Now, here's the interesting part. The phone hearing. <laughs> they're cutting it close. They're cutting it really <laughs> close. The phone hearing where this is going to be discussed is on Wednesday, May the 27th. So we're talking about next Wednesday for a show that's going to happen next oh, you Saturday. Mean three days before? Yes. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you behind the scenes, I don't believe the UFC would, would – I mean, look, yeah. we see this a lot. If, you, if you've paid attention to these commission meetings, it's not as if they show up to the commission meetings – and they discuss a topic for the first time. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like, yeah. okay, hey, we know we've had this on the calendar. Yeah. Let's talk about this topic. No, no, yeah. no. You can know that the UFC has been in constant contact with the Athletic Commission. They're discussing protocols. I'm sure you know, they showed them the plans from Florida and what was done down in Jacksonville, and it's going to be handled all the same at the USC Apex, I imagine. We don't know that. I haven't been able to get any information from the UFC just yet. Even um, more so. Yeah, I, 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 I imagine. I'm just guessing. I imagine they'll probably test us again the same way. I mean, you, yeah. you still got to create that bubble, right? So yep. I imagine they're going to do that. And it, it's going to be uh, – I'll tell you what I have heard, which is interesting, because you reached out to find out are we going to have one credential or two. I have heard that there's probably going to be even less media in the apex than there was in Jacksonville just because in Jacksonville you had that 15,000-seat stadium. So it's there's yeah. it's massive, and they could section it off. Di- it's hard to distance in a uh, uh, – That's it, a smaller area. I mean, like, for instance, our press room – I mean, we were on the con- we were on the main concourse of the arena. I mean, there's literally nobody else in the concourse, so it's kind of like we had our own little building. You know what yeah. I mean? In the apex, you don't have that. You got yeah. you got smaller sections. So we'll see what's going to happen. But uh, so so just so everybody knows what's going on, it should happen May 27th. It sh- or, or is that when the meeting is? The, the the meeting will kick off. It's a phone meeting, just like we talked about before. You know, you don't necessarily have to be in person. The first bit of new business will be, uh, and I'll just read it straight from uh, their schedule, a hearing on the approval of Nevada State Athletic Commission COVID-19 protocols for events held without the presence of a live audience, pending removal or modification of restrictions created by declaration of emergency directives for possible action. So first they got to basically approve that, hey, Here's what's going to be our process for hosting events, yeah. and you got to believe these it's based. certain things need to be met before we even start. That's having. it, and you got to believe that a lot of it is going to be based around what the UFC has already done. Yep. They have proof of concept, they have yep. a plan. Then after that, uh, as soon as that's approved, then the May 30th and June 6th shows can be approved. By the way, uh, top ranked boxing, which is kind of funny because Bob Aaron was out there just trashing uh, the UFC and Dana White. 
they also have cards scheduled June 9th and June 11th at the MGM Grand, so they're trying to get approval as well. So as much as they said this was cowboy behavior yeah. a week ago, now it's fine, you know. So I hope so. Have you seen the ring card girls? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Top yes. ring boxing does well. Yes, they, they do. They do well. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's, so here's the interesting part about all this. So – uh, I, look, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I'm, I'm pretty sure yeah. that it's going to get approved. They're going to say, hey, do what you do. Do what yeah. you did back then. Let's do it. I mean, uh, it's one thing beforehand, before anything happened, when it was just like them trying to rush to do stuff. But now you got NASCAR happened. Right. Golf has happened. Right. I mean, at this point, there, you know, and even in, in, in Vegas, you know, we've talked multiple times before about our governor of Nevada fighting against our mayor to open stuff up. You have casinos starting to ramp up, yep. starting to open. It just makes sense that with what's already sort of happened, that they can tweak the the thing where it makes it seem like they've actually have some input into what's right. going on or whatever, you know, because, of course, they got to they gotta seem like they're doing something, you know. Uh, it would I would be very, very surprised that this isn't already a done deal. It's Yeah, I think it's basically agreed to, and they just got to play it out. Um, here's, here's the interesting part. So the fights are getting out there. Everybody's starting to find out what they are. Of course, uh, that's uh, Gilbert Burns and uh, Tyron Woodley in the main event there yeah. for, for May 30th. Um, I think about eight or nine fights have been kind of reported over the last couple of days. Here's the thing is it's not even listed on USC.com yet, and they haven't officially announced anything. I don't think they really can, to be honest. I, I think – Without knowing for sure, because then then I it's think, almost like playing their hand. That's it. I think they've got to wait. So I yeah. think I think it's they I, have to wait till after. I Wednesday. think we might be like next Wednesday before the UFC ever officially Announces acknowledges it. the card and what it is. Unless they had like some sort of, unless the UFC is like, and this is this would tee it off to the fact that they're like, all right, commission, you have to really help us. Can you any way possible have an emergency meeting before that time right. to where they can give them like a full week to do it or whatever? Um, <clears throat> but I can see where the commission's like, no, no, this, this, we got to flex ourselves a little bit here. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Cause yeah, cause if they went ahead and put anything before, it's like a slap in the commission's face I to think say so. like it's already been done. Or I mean, whatever. look, it wouldn't surprise me at some point if the USC does something, you know, Monday or I mean, hell, it may even happen as I'm driving home today. Yep. But I'm just saying, it's something to think about. So they they, they might not announce anything, you know. Yep. And I think that's a little bit weird, but I think uh, everybody just has to realize that's kind of the way shit is right now, basically, yeah. for lack of it's a just so term. weird because the the commission has done so many things, and, and there's no, it doesn't say anywhere that they can't meet earlier mm -hmm. than Wednesday. They just kind of have these things set because most of them do other jobs outside of this. This isn't, this isn't like they're for But let's not forget, the Athletic Commission are government-appointed employees, and they're appointed by the governor. True. And the governor has very much been in favor of slow down. Sure. We're not opening up right away. Sure. So I bet that, you know, as much as they're probably like, hey, UFC – we're down for you. Yeah. We, we're good with your plan. We know it's your facility. That we know there's no public in there other than your employees and the fighters. Right. We're good with all this. But our boss That's over true. here has got a little bit different way of thinking. That's true. I, I, I forgot about that portion, yeah, but you're so right. I, I, mean, I bet that's part of it is that like they can't they can't make Sisolak think that like they're just out there cowboy behavior doing right, whatever do, they want, doing their own thing. Yeah, because that has sort of happened where you see like a lot of people are you know kind of doing their own little thing. That's interesting because, you know, where I was going with the whole, like, meeting beforehand, how many times every time we go there for a meeting about somebody's punishment or whatever and we get there to all say that it's already been mediated and all we're doing is having right. an you agreement. Assume, you assume you're you going assume to be witnessing the mediation. They're like, no. Nope. It's like, no, nah, we had an agreement. We've reached it. We signed it. Here you it signed is. it. We're all good with it. 
yeah, we're all good with it. It's like, well, okay, well, if that's the case, I mean, if you know that you're going to say it's okay on that Wednesday, can we just do it the Friday before mm-hmm. so we can actually promote it and talk about it or do whatever? So it's interesting. I think there is probably a lot of politics and a lot of uh, smoke and mirrors that they need to sort of act like they're playing along it, but I would be super surprised that this already at this point, for them to even just say that it's happening in Vegas, you would think that the, the discussions – have already happened to say for that Dana it's White here. to tell Adam Hill we're good to go on April 30th. When I can tell you, or May 30th, I should say, yeah. For him to say that when I can tell you, when we were in Florida, we were asking him, and he was like, "I don't think it's gonna happen, man." He's like, "You know yeah. what I mean?" Like, so I, I definitely think behind closed doors, everybody's, yeah, hey, we're good. Which is, which is fine because it's all, it's all formalities. I mean, to think that you know, like we were just saying about like with punishments, we should we show up and it's already done. It's just a discussion and just needs to. If you, you put your business plan, it's the same thing that they're asking casinos and any business to do. Is You know, you put your plan out there. You put your business proposal. They're asking all these casinos, well, put your proposal to the gaming commission. They'll look at it, make sure it's all good, and then it's good to go. Mm-hmm. They already have proof of concept. They already did it. They already put three events on in, in, a, in a state, and they, and they showed that it worked. So what what's there to discuss at this point? I agree. Just hey, you we're know? gonna follow this plan, and that's, that's a, that. Yeah, I mean, there. Besides, just I guess the egos. I guess the, I guess the big key. I guess you know the the maybe the only two discussion points that would come up, and we'll be interested. I'll, you know what? I'll be very interested to hear if this gets brought up on the call. The two interesting discussion points would probably be the points that were brought up by the New York Times, Dana. Are you going to be fist bumping the fighters? We yeah. don't want you fist bumping the fighters. That is a contact point that can be avoided. And also, your plan says no in-cage interviews. Did they bring that up between the second and then the last show? Yes. What did he do on the last show? He would. Uh, he did the same thing. He same thing. Yeah, he still fist bumped. Yeah. Even after it's that was brought habit. up. Yeah, he's just like we're. He doesn't. I mean, his point. Which is so funny because I don't really point, remember him ever doing fist bumps. Oh, I know. Well, I guess, never, I, mean, I like guess they're at least doing fist bumping over like hugs and handshakes. So I guess the fist bump but a is lot probably. Of fights? Well, how many times do you see Dana hugging on on ceremonials? Or yeah, even fist bumping. He doesn't really. But, but obviously, he those, might, when they come over him, he gives them a handshake after they sit on the scales, and he may do it. But you know what I'll say too? It's a weird feeling, like those, and you've been in them. The ones that don't have the music playing, the sta- you know, the yeah. ceremonials that follow the officials when they're really just like in a small. It is a weird environment. Like it's yeah. it's dead quiet. Yeah. Now there's no fans at all, so it's literally just like seven media people in there like i know there were a couple fighters they're like hey clap for me and you're like well we can't really do that you know yeah. <laughs> that's not what we're here for so it is weird so i think maybe that has something to do with it where it's like the pure dead silence and i don't know maybe it's also like bro thank you i know i know what you're going through yeah. or whatever but maybe it feels like super quaint and whatever and it's hard to not feel like oh hey man what's up man blah yeah. blah I, look, I get dana look I know what Dana's argument. Dana's argument is everybody here has been tested. We've all tested negative. The problem with his argument yeah. is that, you know, you can test negative one day and then test positive the next. You know what I mean? And, and, and unless you're completely watching that person and yeah. can can trace exactly where they go, that doesn't mean that you're. That's not right. Passing. So you could you could arrive, test negative, and then yeah. you could go out and run have through the seen, streets. Have you seen any of the weird videos of people? Well, whatever. Sort of like. Showing how easy it is to pass something along. Some people have been like putting stuff on their hand and then they'll uh, have dinner at a place or whatever and then they put like the black light on and then they oh, show all the stuff. stuff yeah. And like shit's everywhere over their faces and all this other stuff. You know, and there's faults to that or whatever. But I mean, it's so easy without people living in a bubble, you know, and have these fighters go and test and then don't leave that said bubble. Right. 
there's no guarantee. You Which know. I mean, that was the recommendation. That yeah. was what we were told to do. So I mean, like that's I, I yep. never left my room. I mean, other than to go eat, and I never left. I never left the hotel. Yep. I only left the hotel Especially property. Especially now, when you got what, what's what's the website that you found? Oh, uh, saucy.com, bro. They'll bring it right to your door, dude. I was living it up, man. Oh, saucy.com. Is that just a Florida thing? Uh, no, they were in like Dallas and Houston, and I don't, I don't think they, I don't think Vegas was one of the things. I think I've LA was one of their there places. There are places in Vegas you can get stuff delivered, but it, a lot of them, uh, well, it was a little while back. You had to order for like the next day. Because I remember one day. Oh, this was, it was dude, a, this would bring it within within an hour. That's all. See, because there was, a, there was like, a day we were I'm having a podcast, yeah. and I was going to order us some whiskey or tequila and some beer, and and they're like, all right, we'll, we'll deliver it tomorrow. I was like, well, pfft, screw you. I was like, I need it now. I mean, basically, <laughs> all they do is it's like the same people doing DoorDash or whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Like or whatever they they just. But it's the best, man. Liquor showing up to your door. You don't even have to. You don't have to leave. Hey, saucy, push up them uh, advertising. They'll dollars. bring you some mixers you. if you want. Oh, dude, we we are a natural fit for saucy. They should definitely. <laughs> I'm a user. You are a bit saucy. I'm aren't a you? bit saucy. I'll use I'm a bit so, sassy. Can we find saucy and sassy.com? I'll be I'll be interested to see at this meeting if they bring those things up. Because again, I, again, I understand the USC's argument, and I'm not saying that they're right or they're wrong. Yeah. There's I think there's arguments on both sides of it. You yeah. know. But what I would say is if I was writing the perfect plan of eliminating all contacts, I would say, yeah, Dana, don't fist bump. Eliminate contacts. Eliminate contacts. And the in-cage interviewers shouldn't interview. So I'll be interested yeah. to hear that. Here's some other things worth monitoring, I think, as far as these upcoming events. Uh, the broadcast. It, it did help having the, the person for the interview. That There was a sense of normalcy about that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the interview that just felt like – and I didn't even think about it until after the fact when I think you or somebody or we were, just people were talking about – how they were in cage interviews, I didn't. I didn't even think about it because it was just like you want. You were watching fights, and I want it to be normal. And I remember seeing the interviews, and I just didn't even think one bit about how a protocol was being yeah. broke or whatever. Just because you wanted it to be it's, like a normal fight. It's night. so. So I I've been watching the submission underground events that have happened in between. You know, there's mm -hmm. been a couple of them, and and submission underground to their credit, they've been going out of their way to eliminate contacts and stuff. So. It's funny what they do is like when the referee ends the fight, uh, he just goes back to the back of the cage and puts the fighters in their corners, and then he just says "winner," you know, this side. So he doesn't like raise a hand, yeah. he doesn't touch anybody, and then there's no in cage interviews afterwards. It's just like, all right, leave the cage, bye, and you don't nobody gets to say anything. Yeah. So it does. It feels weird. Like it's. I mean, I, I'm glad it's something and they're yeah. being safe, but it does. It's not that you know that sense of normalcy back, but. But, again, if you were a doctor or you were talking to a doctor, you would say, hey, let's keep these people apart. That's the yep. whole point right now is to keep people apart. So we'll see if that comes up. Um, the broadcast situation, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see that, too, at the Apex shows. So I was talking to uh, a, a couple members of the, of the USC broadcast team. They said that it hadn't they, – they weren't exactly sure what was going to happen yet. But, you know, it's been such a story – how much the fighters could hear the broadcast and how they were making adjustments and that sort of thing. I mean, Kevin Holland made a joke about, like, he was worried about not being able to hear his Daniel Cormier cheat codes, and so he wasn't sure how he was going to act, that sort of thing. At the apex so far, and it's not a huge venue, but, of course, there's also not many people in it, but there's not a broadcast table in there. I mean, they definitely could add one, uh, but, you know, they were obviously pulled back a little bit from the cage. I don't know if they'll have that set up. So I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. You know, it, it had been such a talk about how the broadcast team was potentially influencing fights. And, by the way, 
potentially influencing judges as well because the judges are hearing that commentary as well very, very clearly about, you know, who's winning, who's having success, who's struggling, who needs to make adjustments, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I don't know that that's going to be the setup in the in the apex because it's not the way the setup is there now, and I'll be kind of interested to see what they do with that. So that that's one that I'm anxious to see kind of what the setup is and if this – you know, story that we've been following of how the broadcast uh, is affecting fighters carries on. The other one, speaking of the broadcast, I thought they get, by that last show they arranged the people in the right uh, positions. The first event, you had guys looking in awkward directions. Right. I think, unless I'm crazy, unless I'm making this up in my mind. The first event when it saw three guys on their different seats. Oh, so they weren't. They were. They weren't looking like what would be if they were sitting in the right way, and right. I think they fixed that. That's funny. I might be I'll crazy. I'll go back and check that. I, I didn't might see that. be making that up in my mind, but I felt like the first event, they didn't have that right. Right. And then they got it right, because I remember by the last event, I was like, okay, when they figured it out. so-and-so on, off to the left-hand side is talking, the other two guys on the right side are looking to their right, which looks camera left, and it looked like they were looking at the right direction. So, uh, But I remember the first one, I was like, Whoa, this is weird. Like, They're what not am looking I looking in the right at? Spot. Yeah, that's maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm making that up. But go back and look at the first event and see if that's see if that's true. See if maybe it started that way and got fixed or whatever. But I have a feeling that's what it was. Just weird. It makes sense. One. Like the, something that nobody thought about. And then they're like, oh god. They're like, oh a, yeah. And, and the only way to fix it that would be the quick fix that first night would be like only look at the camera. Right. Don't look off to the person. Like you, what feels natural. Look at the camera so you're always looking forward instead of off to the side. That's what I would do if I was in a pinch. Like we're like, oh fuck, that is we that messed is the up. Observation of a video <laughs> production person. Yeah. Well, I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's, so here's one that I'll, I'll, I'll take your feedback on this too. Now, I think I already know that that Dana has mentioned because uh, it's been brought up. Dana mentioned that they're not really looking at options like piping in crowd noise and that sort of thing um, because he says, you know, he wants it to be just, just what it is. And yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, I kind of agree with that. Like, I don't think you should create a, a fake atmosphere. Like, no. let the atmosphere be what it is. But it's interesting. Because so, they would look back in, in time and just be like, why did why, we decide so, that? So here's what's interesting, right? I, I, I Soccer, I've always said, soccer is my second favorite sport outside of MMA. I watch ESPN FC, which is their daily soccer show. And the Bundesliga, which is the German league, they started back play recently as well. So they've had a round of games this past weekend. And they actually talked to one of the guys, uh, longtime announcer Ian Dark, uh, who was called Soccer Games Forever. Um, he actually called a game from his house. So they, they – Oh, wow. Yeah, they ran in all the stuff, and he called a game from his – and he talked about the struggles. He mentioned, like, at one point there was, like, a corner kick, and, uh, like, as the, as the guy was running up to take the kick – it, the screen Hadn't froze. Got, oh. The screen froze, yeah. So there's a ball in the air on a corner kick in front of the goal, and he can't say anything because he can't see it. And then all of a sudden the screen unfreezes, and the keeper has the ball, and he's like, save, I guess. You know, so, wow. so he was talking about how, like, the, the technological things, and that's, you know, the yeah. thing I've mentioned to you before, like when we talk about um, whether it be moving judges to other rooms or that sort of thing, I always worry about, what. I mean, what if they lose the feed? What if something happens? Yeah. How the hell? I mean, the delay. Oh, you I mean, can't have that. So, yeah. Now, inside the apex, I've said, uh, whether it be the commentators, the judges, I've got to believe inside the multi-million dollar brand new facility, that probably wouldn't be. I mean, you can never say never, right? When right. it comes to technological issues, things could pop up. Um, but it was interesting. So Ian was saying that from a, from a, from a long-time commentator's perspective, he said that it, it made it difficult 
to to feel the moment, you know, without yep. the crowd. And he said the oh, the yeah. games felt less important. He said it felt like reserve matches where there's nobody in the crowds. And so he said, like, as a longtime commentator and a, and a, and a passionate guy about soccer, he said. I would love for there to be crowd noise pumped in. I would like the idea of crowd noise pumped in. Um, I don't know. I, 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 be honest with you, I'm adamantly against pumping in any yeah. kind of fake crowd noise, man. And I, I don't know. Maybe fight sport is different than team sport, but I think the atmosphere should be what it is. Yeah, I mean, there's a point where even when you watched a, wa- a lot of comedies, they used to always pipe in li- laugh tracks, and of course that helps carry. You know, it helps suggest right. or whatever. But if a person, you know, part of it, I think that's just a challenge. And I think that's just a challenge that I think every broadcaster, every on-air talent will have to either adjust to. And some will be better than others. Um, But adding uh, an addition that's not real, when people go back and I think look at it and they realize that, oh, hey, there was no crowd in in this event. I look back, this this event took place during the pandemic when nothing was happening. Why am I hearing crowd noise? Yeah. They will always look back at that and say, oh, remember when they felt like they needed to add this music track or this whatever? And there's just something not cheap. Cheap isn't the right way, but I think it's just it's an initial sort of uh, embellishment that eventually could probably be looked upon weird. It's better just to just do it as is and keep the moment true to itself. Once you start adding some extra stuff like that, you're you're changing the moment, you're changing the environment, you're changing history. It's not an accurate representation. It's of what not was a happening. representation, right? Then I feel like I'm watching a sitcom. You know, exactly it, with like, a laugh track in there. You know, so I don't know. It just that's just that's more upon them. I mean, it just it sucks that it feels that way. Unfortunately, that's the way. And, and again, it might have added but, it might have added to his challenges that he was calling from his was house. Was he by himself too? Uh, I think he was working with somebody else, but not. There, I think they were. I think yeah, they were remotely, but still, he had another person to bounce off, which that is a lot better. It'd be one thing if you had to call an event distant with no crowd by yourself and nothing to bounce off. I there's mean, no feedback. That's no that's feedback. the thing. I was that's saying, the part you thrive off. Well, of. that's the thing. I was I was joking with 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 Buffer, but I'm like, dude, Bruce, you've got a ridiculously hard job because you got to bring all that energy. Yeah, and there's no feet. You know what I mean? You're like ah, screaming out, and there's nobody answering back to you. So like, you know, d- yeah. d- did I nail it? Did I suck? Did I? You know what yeah, I mean? Three like- events, and and none of them could get through without sort of. I think even towards the end, they just sort of embraced the you know, make some noise or let's give it to them. You know, ladies and gentlemen. You know, because then at that point they could just be addressed in the TV audience. You know, like. Clap at your house. I, I tell you what, and, you I, and, and I shared this on the and a half episode, but. Uh, I thought a cool moment of of you know the Walt Harris loss, unfortunately, was as you said throughout those three shows there were occasional moments where somebody would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for so and so," and everybody's just like, "What? Is, there's nobody here," and they yeah. were really giggling and laughing. Uh, everybody there, they you know they interviewed, and I can't remember who it was. Now I feel bad. Was it Bisping or I can't remember who interviewed Walt Harris, but he he did say he ended it with something like that, like "Ladies and gentlemen, Walt Harris," or "Give it up for Walt Harris," yep. and all the crew. Was, was was clapping and I thought it was a special moment you know what yeah. I mean because everybody knew what that guy had been through and how cool of a guy he is yeah. and, the, and the pain that he had been through and like even though we had heard that a bunch of times over the course of three nights and, and, and just kind of giggled at it that time everybody actually clapped yeah. and, and, and uh, had some respect it was uh, I don't know it's cool to see yeah, man. it's funny because well, after I had heard that a few times I stopped thinking about oh hey there's no crowd there there's no whatever there I was just like they're just talking to us at, at home 
You know, that's just right. I think just you can't say that. You're, and at that point, that's how I took it. I was just like, yeah. I was like, you're right. I was like, that was awesome. And I was like, yeah. You know, I said my own little whatever. So then I didn't take it at that point of, oh, man, there's nobody there. I what an idiot. They, oh, I my can't God. believe he messed up. I you agree. Know? You're just talking to the whole audience. It was just weird. That first event, the first event or so, I was like, okay, ha, 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 there's still whatever. And then because they always joke about it on the air. Yeah. But then after that, they just kind of owned it, and by not addressing it, it wasn't an issue anymore. You know, so it is what it is. I mean, one that's just ingraining people because you want to give that moment, but you know, there's nothing wrong with cheering at your house. Telling the people at home, cheer. That's it. So that's what we're going to be watching for May 30th, June 6th. USC Apex will have home games, as you said. You're back on furlough next week, so you can't cover that one. June 6th. We're both working, so we'll both be there if we can. We don't really know yet. We don't yeah. know how the, the, the credential process is going to work. I'll sneak in the back door. We'll we'll, we'll find a place for you somewhere <laughs> there. Uh, and then I'll tell you the interesting thing. So that's the only ones that they've applied for. June 13th, they did not apply for uh, with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Now, look, you got to think that there's going to be another meeting at some point in June where they could yep. they could apply for other dates. But I am actually very, very curious if June 13th is going to be the first – uh, Fight Island date. Uh, there was a report, for instance, that Ariane Lipsky is on that on that card. Um, she's in Brazil right now. She's training in Brazil. Um, so if she is, uh, you, you have to think that well, maybe they are. This is an international card. Um, my understanding is Peter Yan is still preparing to fight on that date. Now he he, yeah. he said there may be other options on the table, but so I'm curious to see if uh, June 13th. That sounds a little early from where. Uh, they wanted it to be. They said kind of late June, yeah. uh, but it sounds like you know maybe that maybe that could be it. Did you hear anything else? I mean, besides what I what I thought I had told you that I had thought I'd heard the the word of where fight out. Have you heard? I mean, you've been on the ground now for a little bit. Have you heard any any tips, any hints of where people are thinking that that it's leaning? I know nothing about Fight Island, man. It is the craziest. It's the best kept secret in the history of the company. I'm gonna say that it's the best kept secret in the history of the company. I know there's some people that know. Because some people in the company have to be shipping equipment there, getting arrangements made, doing all that. But man, you can't get anybody. You can't get anybody to talk. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah, it's literally. Have you went on record to say where you think it is? No, I haven't. Uh, so I, and again, this is pure. I mean, look. Let's preface speculate. this by saying it's pure speculation. I think it's got to be somewhere in the Caribbean, something like that. Uh, easily accessible, not you know, quick trip. I gotta stop eating um, pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> easily accessible, quick trip. Uh, it's it's we made it. We we have confirmed. You know, I asked him. He said we didn't buy an island. We made an arrangement with an island. It's got to have. Now here's I was having a discussion with some people. They were like, it's got to have a venue. It doesn't have to have a venue. It really just has to have a warehouse, right? I mean, you don't need an arena, right? Because That's fans aren't going to be there. So I think some people said it's got to have an arena. Center of it could sorts. be anything. It could be a, it yeah. could literally be a warehouse. Now, that would take a lot more infrastructure for you to bring in. It'd be better if you had, like you said, a convention center that probably at least had some lighting yeah. rigs and stuff like that. But it doesn't need an arena. So remember that. You don't need an event venue because that you're not bringing in crowds. That changes the game when you think about so that. So that changes the game. You do need a hospital, although I would say I mean, if you were a quick helicopter flight away to a hospital, now that's expensive as hell if you're going to be operating a helicopter back and forth. But that's no uh, like the time frame it would take to get a fighter. Uh, you know, if you could take a five minute helicopter ride versus yeah. a five minute. Uh, you think, so you think like Bahamas ride. or something? 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the now. Here's what we're going I mean, to. I know there's a lot I don't of islands the, in the Caribbean. There. <laughs> that, I don't know what the laws are, but I'm thinking somewhere, you know, uh, yeah, kind of north slash Central America ish. Dana literally could call his old buddy Trump and be like, "Hey, that 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 uh, Navy hospital boat that just pulled out of New York's port, what's it doing? Mm. <laughs> can you can you pull that up to uh, old Fight Island?" Um, so I'm going to stick with the one that I told you already that I thought was possible, but it's so far. It's so much farther than doing a Caribbean show, and that's uh, Yaz Island, or Yaz Island, uh-huh. which is in Abu Dhabi, where they just built an arena. Um, you know, they have this love affair with uh, Abu Dhabi and, and the Arab Emirates and all the other sort of stuff over there. It's not far from... Uh, international fighters over in that neck of the woods. That is true. Now, see, that's the argument that I've heard, and I think that does make sense. Because uh, initially, when I heard Fight Island, I thought I didn't necessarily think Yaz Island, which is the one that already exists, but I thought somewhere over there, the the, the, the UAE just makes sense. They have great they have great relationships, and yeah. as you said, uh, a lot of people point out, the, it's while it's a long way for us geographically, Not it's incredibly them. central for like. Uh, you know, people from Europe, yeah. people from Asia, people from Russia, people from Australia, and New we've Zealand. Seen, we've seen plenty very, of cards. Very there. We, we've seen plenty of cards where it's been international-based, heavy, and maybe one or two Americans. Mm-hmm. I think we take for granted that we just assume that it's going to be American after American after American. There's been plenty of cards when there's been maybe one token American on it. So, a lot of these cards could be. More, much more heavily based on international yeah, fighters, pure international. So we yeah. maybe we may be on kind of a circuit for a little while, right? Yeah. Like it's U.S. versus U.S., international versus especially international. if the, if those can work those out to where, say, if uh, you know the the apex is is able to be the hub for the U.S. based fighters, with a little sprinkling of some international guys that are willing to come to the states for a while. All they need is something then that would take care of the international things and let it be sort of a real international. And that would definitely be closer to, well, to that area. And this kind of brings up a point that, that I've been really thinking about lately, and we're seeing it right now. But we're talking about how, listen, you know, this card is coming together for May 30th. We may not even hear about it till May 27th. Um, so crazy. It's, it's crazy. And then June 6th is right behind it. And then June 13th, we already know there's fights being agreed to for June 13th, June 20th, June 27th. I think this is the time that fighters have got to be ready to seize opportunities, man. Yep. Because right now, the typical matchmaking structure, the typical yep. matchmaking flow, it's not going to work. And I think, you know, I I, I I don't know, like, necessarily names that I'm like, hey, they could really t-. – but there are going to be a handful of people, I think, during this stretch that really further their career because they handle this pandemic situation the right way, and and they take. I think there's going to be atypical matchups. I think there's going to be, you know, uh, you know, fights that you didn't see coming that you weren't expecting, but people seized opportunities. And uh, man, I think that's going to be imperative for people to be able to kind of like try to capitalize on this time. Yeah, I mean, it's almost at that point where I mean, I think before when it was how how it was most fighters be like, okay, it's been three or four three or four months or so. I mean, most of them are all saying, I want to fight three times a year. Yeah. So most of them are probably in their brains are thinking. Okay, I got three or four months, you know, of where I'm going to be sort of staying sort of in shape, but knowing that I need to be ready to be peaking at a certain time frame. Now it's at the point where they they're going to almost have to be within a sort of medium range of where they would be in a fight camp, knowing that they need mm-hmm. to be able to peak at the optimum point at a much quicker time rate. So what that means for a lot of these fighters is they, and this sucks, is that. 
because they don't get paid for this work time, is that they need to be closer to their their game weight, their fight weight. I agree. Longer, so if that means a, a diet change or whatever, you know, heaven forbid, don't don't everybody just go Tony Ferguson and just decide I'm going to be doing weight cuts nonstop until I get a fight. But getting to a point, and that might just be the thing. And this could be one of those catalysts where fighters are getting to the point where they're fighting closer to their normal weight, their natural weight. They're fighting near their weight instead of a, a weight class down where they're maybe the big guy or the big gal, the stronger guy, the stronger gal. Um, you know, they could take this fight if they know that they're willing to be closer, but they're going to be fighting it, which could be interesting because they could be fighting with different matchups if they're willing to go up a weight, a weight class. But... You're right. I think the days of them knowing their schedules eight or nine months out uh, are gone for right now. Until we get back, and that, and I don't even see that happening until a vaccine is in place or something's in place where we can sort of take it out of equipment. At least a treatment, if not a vaccine. Yeah. At least a treatment, if not a vaccine. So I, I, I agree with you. That's why I think so. So let's bring up a matchup that fits all that mold exactly. Mm -hmm. John Jones, Francis Ngannou. Yeah. That fight. I'm 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 actually I actually think this might happen, man. So I, I I am so intrigued by this fight, and I think it might actually happen. And and I feel like it, this is one of those pandemic situations because right now we're in a situation where the heavyweight champion can't fight right now. Steve Bamiocic just said, "Listen, man, first responder, gym's not open. Give me some time." Now I think by the fall he'll be ready to fight, but he's not ready to fight just yet. Francis Ngannou is the number one contender, no question about it. But he's, he, even he says, hey, I defer to the trilogy. I understand that's DC's fight. Uh, so that's a problem. Then you got a problem at light heavyweight because you got, you know, you got four options at light heavyweight, right? And and Jan Blachowicz, which I think is the one that people uh, – I've seen a lot of people support that one the most. Yeah. I mean, the Dominic Reyes rematch, obviously that's that's interesting. Maheta is deserved. Uh, you know, he was kind of promised a rematch as well. Glover Teixeira with his latest victory, he's kind of in the mix as well. Yep. But you got to look. Mahetta's in Brazil. Blahovich is in Poland. Now Glover's here and Dominic is here, so we could you could make that fight. But you know, two of the guys that are deserving, they're out of the mix. They're out of the equation. So I mean, there's no, a losing streak. That's it. Well, so, well, I mean, so they, they can't be here. You know, yeah. so well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about it that way. I just meant the fact that you know that they're, they're not yeah, ready. That, yeah, it's true. Like Jan's <laughs> like pretty much first, the only man. one that's. <laughs> it's funny, man. Uh, all right, so uh, yeah, and I think Glover, uh, man, it would be. It would, I think it would be a stretch for Glover to, yeah. to leap all three of those guys. No yeah. disrespect to Glover. I mean, we know yeah. that the end of his career is coming, and he is on a nice run. That was yeah. an amazing performance. But to jump all three of those people would be a lot. So um, I'll yeah. be honest, man. I, I never thought. And, and look, if John Jones doesn't move up to heavyweight. I don't think he can be criticized. That's one thing that's always bugged me is people like, John has to move up to heavyweight. John has yeah. to move up. I hate that. If you are a finely tuned athlete in your prime and that's your body weight and that's where you compete, like to say you have to go do something, yeah. I don't think you should have to. Right. But it sure as hell would be amazing. And now he's out there saying, you know, maybe I'll just go for the title too. Maybe I'll take Francis and then I'll go on. And, again, we, we, we talked about it, you know, last week with Oscar. I mean, pretty exciting to think about it. Like if for some reason – DC did beat Stipe and John beat Nagano, and then you had John versus DC you know, at, for the heavyweight. For the heavyweight, I mean, crazy. Now again, DC has said he's he's out after the next one, and I believe him. But I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, he, I'm excited for this fight, yeah. and and I feel like I feel like it might happen. I feel like it could. Normally, I would say, hey man, because John's been teasing this for so long. He's been yep. teasing it for so long. Yep. And I never really felt like it was real, but I feel like now I feel like the 
it's I, I feel like it's more real this time. I feel yeah. like it's more real this time. I agree with you. And and, and Dana's always been one of those guys that he's always said if you have two fighters asking for a fight, we're going to try to make that happen. And this isn't a big stretch. This isn't like, you know, uh, John Jones and Frankie Edgar have been going back and forth on Twitter, and he's like, ah, oh, they've both been chirping at it. I'm going to make it happen. Or Henry Cejudo's like, I'm going to take on, you know, so-and-so. Like, let's be real. Like, this can actually happen. Um, you know, and the, the the cool thing about the whole Francis and John and DC or whatever, one, DC he he won't shire. He's not scared from anybody. Will he fight Francis? Of course he will fight Francis. Yes. If John Jones, who has had Daniel's number at light heavyweight, makes the move up to heavyweight, and if John Jones is able to come in there and beat or destroy, even worse, destroy the scariest man as he's being billed right now uh, and come in there and just mash up on Nganu. I would want to retire before fighting him again as well. <laughs> because that, you know, because uh, if DC can oh. get Stipe and he gets that fight, you know, should he get the title or whatever. If if DC gets the title and John comes money. up there, of course he will do that fight against Jones because he knows to. he will get one last final. So much money huge and you get a chance. Paycheck. Because I'm telling you right now, I don't I don't care at all about seeing DC try to go back down to 205 and fight yeah. there. I already know how that plays out, and I know how hard it is for DC to get there. Yep. And I think that would be a horrible ending to his career. I just yep. don't think it would go well, and that's not the way you want to see a legend like him go out. But at heavyweight, now again, oh, I mean, oh, you would he hope, still you lose, would hope John it, would be classy fun. if he beat him anyway, but you, you can't trust John to be classy. But but I, I know that DC, but at least DC would, yeah, DC would make the most of it, and I would know that DC would get – a final real paycheck. Because let's be real. Even if, if he fights uh, Stipe for the belt, that's going to do good numbers, it's and he's going to get paid. Fight, but it's not a. But if he fights when he fight if he fights Jones again, the numbers just purely if they're both on pay per views. One is going to eclipse the other. They one. do like both those guys on their own. Yeah. Do pretty good. Yeah. Do pretty good when you put them together. It's it's a freak of nature. They do amazing. It's unreal. They it's unreal. do amazing. I want to. I, it's funny because it just made me think. Because after we've been going through so many Jones and DC comments, or just watching all the footage, I want to one day have DC and sit him down and be like, "Remember that day, you and John, you you, you lost at the MGM and you threw your shoe." Like, bro, I, that almost hit me. I knocked that <laughs> shit down. I never brought it up because I was UFC staff at the time. But that's right. You know, I'm like, I want to show the footage. I'm like, DC, watch this. Remember when you lost your mind, you threw your shoe? Watch his hand come up here and, and knock that shoe down. You just want an apology from DC? No, I just want to be like, DC, I was I was so there in the moment. I just like, it could have been worse. Because I, as a staffer. Uh, could have been really bad. You know, one, I could have played it up or whatever. Because, I mean, <laughs> I want to do this. I want to say this the right way. Some people played it up that night, mm-hmm. that day. You know, because one... I knocked the shoe down, and the shoe hit people. People played that shit up. That's all I'm going to go with. So it could have been worse if it wasn't a staffer that took the brunt of that right. or took it in the head, yeah, yeah. took it in the face, because he blindly threw it in a moment of rage, threw that into a stage full of media members. And he got really effing lucky that the person that took the blunt of it was a staffer. Oh, that dude, that could have been not, so bad. There could have been so many lawsuits that came he, out of that. We maybe never would have ever got to see DC get to where DC is now if his career or something like that could have caused it to end yep. at that point. 
Dude owes me at least a million dollars, probably. <laughs> hey, we'll That's what I'm getting to. Just peel it off a million dollars. Just, just peel it off. You know, when you when you get that my, big my last final paycheck, is it, is my it, hand still hurts. Is it true? <laughs> is it true that your nerve damage on your legs yes, started from actually, that? Actually, <laughs> the, the tumor in my back came from this shoe that got thrown years and years I've heard ago. that, man. I've heard that uh, shoe contact can easily cause it, I think it sent tumors. a shockwave or something through my spine or something, <laughs> and whatever. But, uh, but, no, it, it, but DC's the kind of dude that I know eventually when you sit back and you look and you have those conversations, you look and your career's over that you can laugh about shit. Because I think when, oh, he looks he, back yeah, at, when he looks back at what this whole moment was with Jones – it was larger in life at the moment, but at some point, it's just going to be ultimately funny. So regardless, if they go up to heavyweight and have another fight, and he gets another huge paycheck, but even if he loses, at some point, he will still look back at this moment in time and still have fondness over it. Because one, he made a life from these fights. I mean, he made a, he made a career. And the, the type of money and the, what he was able to do, the press he made, you and know, people always... into a future career. That's it. People always say there's uh, no bad press is, is still good press. You mm-hmm. know, so even though he was losing, Steve was dealing with all this other stuff, how his career has catapulted in a direction. And some people, when you, when you want to get weird about it, so you got two gentlemen, one won every time, one lost every time. One is shot so far up, he's doing commentary and doing this other one. The other guy, poor guy, is done with legal issues. He's been arrested. That's crazy. He's had all kinds of other shit. And you just, you would think in some other situations in life, it would have been a flip script. Yeah. The person that lost could have just downward spiraled. That's wild to think whatever. about, right? You think the, the, the victories didn't necessarily bring the everything de- with it? The victories didn't do it. DC being DC and, and doing the right things, saying the right things, and. Just giving us those moments yeah. has has boot has just catapulted himself. So I think they'll get to a point. Even if it goes to heavyweight, I'm not going to feel sad if he loses. I will be sad maybe that night, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I know he will initially feel that that was the last time he's going to have that battle. One more shot and one more big paycheck. One more huge paycheck, and his kids are going to go to college, nice and happy. He's going to maybe have another extension on his house. He's building. He built that gym in his garage. Like he's he he has things in the right place for him. So, I mean, everything has sort of worked out. So if he's able to get that, regardless if it's a win or not, um, he's going to be happy. Like it's, it'd be, I guess the same thing for us normal folk. Imagine if you were able to work a job, we're going to pay you an insanely amount of money. It might be a little embarrassing at the end. And at, at some point the job's going to end. But if you know that you're set for a little bit after it, isn't it okay? I think it would I be okay. I think you put yourself through it. I think you yeah. put yourself through it. All right, listen, I should say, by the way, if you if you like this type of well-thought-out, in-depth analysis <laughs> and blackmailing of, of, of UFC uh, greatness, you know. A, a little I would bit, never actually do that. A little bit of a but, shakedown. If you're a fan of a shakedown of USC <laughs> fighters of trying to just reach out for a million bucks because of a random shoe. Is that too much? Uh, Is that too much? A million's a lot. But, I mean, hey, well, what's, shoot What's a good shot, price dog. point? What's <laughs> shoot your shot. See what happens. <laughs> I mean, maybe he could buy you like a dinner or something. Or all right, I would settle for a dinner. <laughs> so you started a million, but you settle for hey, a dinner. You know, I'm a poor negotiator. All right, well, listen. If you like, if you like poor negotiation tactics, uh, make sure that uh, that that you log into wherever you listen to it, whether it be Apple Podcasts or or wherever else, Spotify, which is now uh, the home of Joe Rogan. Man, hey, Spotify, we got a podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's talk. Let's talk. You got you got any of those left or millions lying around? I mean, I'm trying would- to blackmail people over here. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't Just need throw a, one. We don't need a hundred. I'll tell you what. Spotify, you pay us a million, we'll leave DC alone. How about that? That's it. We won't try to Do shake down DC. DC a square. Do he DC deserves it. Make sure that you are subscribed. Make sure that you, uh, if you can, we'd appreciate a, a rating. You know, if you can give it five stars, wherever it may be, we, we'd much more appreciate out. the million dollars. We'd appreciate a million dollars. We'd appreciate any feedback you could leave. I, I, I'd be happy to any feedback. We always appreciate that. Or if you want to step your game up to another level, take it to Patreon. Dot com slash the MMA Roadshow. Join us over there where we got the uh, exclusive home of the and a half edition. So we'll have those bonus contents for you. And uh, shout out to, to to some of the big ballers that joined last week. Rich, yeah, David, Rich. they came in at that high level, bro. I appreciate that. That means a lot. But Yorgos, Desru, Pamela Curry, Jeff Lane, even Oscar Willis just wanted to Dude, hear himself. Oscar Willis wanted he to hear himself. In. Yeah, he logged in so he could hear himself. I, I wouldn't give him the audio file, so he's like, well, I guess I got to pay to hear myself. So <laughs> shout out to Oscar <laughs> Willis. Uh, we would appreciate that. All right, a couple other uh, <laughs> kind of matchmaking things. Bantamweight. I want to ask you about Bantamweight. Ali Abdelaziz came out and told TMZ that Henry Cejudo will probably fight again this summer. Um, I'm... <sighs> Look, I'm not surprised if it does happen. I still stand by no, the fact. he's retired. I still stand he's by the retired. fact that he might not fight. I do stand yeah. by the fact that he might not fight. Again, I saw the, the, the emotion of Eric Abedrasin, the, the the tears, that sort of thing. I, I think it could potentially still be a real thing. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if he does. So here, here's what I want to ask because it's weird right now. So June 13th, right now uh, it's supposed to be – Peter Yan versus Marlon Marais, and I love that fight. But I tell you what, I mean, if you're going to have a title fight and, and, and it's going to be Henry Cejudo defending his belt, I feel like Aljamain Sterling has to be in there. But Aljamain Sterling's fighting Corey Sanhagen. That just got signed. Yeah. Um, I mean, Peter Yan versus Cejudo I wouldn't hate, but I feel like Sterling deserves it more. If Cejudo's away, I want to see Aljamain and Yan, and I want to see Marias and Sanhagen. Let's let's break up those fights a little bit. Yeah. Um. And and those again, this is going back to that that right now. You got to be ready. You got to be fluid. You got to be ready to capitalize. You got to ready to jump at a moment's notice. So I don't know. I guess I just want to get a feel from you because I was there, and I feel like Cejudo's retirement was earnest, but it would not shock me if yep. he rescinded. I mean, he said that night for the right amount of money. I think he's content. I think he's okay with walking away. But if he can get the right amount of money and the right fight, then I think he would come back. But, again, these these matchups have been announced and everything's changing. And, and, and I like the matchups the way they are. But, again, I mean, I, I, I feel like they're not necessarily set up in the right way. I feel like Al Jermaine is the number one contender, basically, is I guess what I'm yeah. saying. I, I, don't, I feel like I know he couldn't fight for a little bit, and he said that, but he needs to be there. And I'm, I'm just trying to figure out the right way to shake all this stuff out. While I think that Henry is an incredible fighter and how it would be very cool if he did step back, I just don't see the UFC wanting to be like, oh, thank goodness, Henry, you're coming back. Let us give you this enormous amount of pay raise or whatever. I just don't see that happen. What I'd rather see in the meantime. But here, I mean, th- th- hey, this is Connor's deal. If you want to sign that. You want to sign this, if, if, if it's all good. We'll just give you Connor's deal. I mean, I I like Henry and I like what he brings to it. And as much as some stuff is I cringy, I absolutely love, I love it. I think he's it's such I think a great it's incredible. dude. Behind the scenes, he's such he's a great He's a super dude, nice man. dude. And even his team. I mean, like the whole team is very, very nice. I mean, they're all good people. Um, I would love for him to be able to get a, page, a big 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 paycheck or even bigger paycheck i just don't see and this might sound the wrong way because i just got done praising i'm like 
I don't miss it. I, I'm not willing to want to be like, if they came to me and said, all right, will you, are you willing to pay an extra dollar to give him what he wants? I, I would almost. Oh, so you wouldn't go from 65 to 66? Well. I mean, DC is going to give you a million. Well, if DC gave me a million, <laughs> I'll go to, I'll go to 70 for you. All right. What I'd almost if rather DC see. DC or Spotify will give us a million. <laughs> I would gladly pay four extra dollars. I would rather almost see a four-man tournament where they can sort of uh, build it up a little bit mm-hmm. and create a little something extra to kind of inject a little bit of energy. Because I think these tournament things have been sort of working for other organizations. Because um, it's all a bit sloppy and it's all a bit sort of weird with who wants to be the number one contender and who should we put them up. If you do something along the lines of maybe a four, maybe even a six man, if you want to make it like a more of a tournament tournament, you know, open it up a little bit more, maybe eight people. But I think you could probably do something short, kind of like even when they first put the the flyweight together. I think there were four people. There were. There were four to start with. I kind of like where you're going with this. I hadn't really thought about that because in my head I thought, look, if Cejudo's out, we need to break up these matchups. We need Aljamain and Jan for the title. That should be the title. And then we need Marias and Sanhagen for a number one contender fight. Yeah. But if it is going to be, like you're saying, kind of a four-man tournament, it sort of works itself then it out. works itself out the other way. Then at that point, I like Jan Marias and Aljamain Sanhagen. So I, yeah. you, you know what? It's an interesting point you make. Because and it'll be heck of a lot like more it. exciting. It, than I don't know. I'm, you know. I'm just going to say that. If, it sounds weird for me to say this because I'm a big Henry Cejudo fan too. I love, I love the cringe. I, mean, I, I dig, I love I dig the, the dude. But, I mean, like, if I know that I could get like this tournament. Like, what I've loved about Bellator, some of these tournaments that they've had lately – have been so exciting to watch those fight nights and to watch it build up. Uh, I mean, like, I, there's even been some days where, you know, and you, I think you called me crazy one day because I was like, I'm more excited to see this featherweight sort of tourney sort of play out on a Bellator card when there was a, a UFC card the same night just right. because there were stakes. There were mm-hmm. real stakes at hand. If Henry can come back and, and get what he needs to get, great. But... I'm so happy for him that he's able to get the money that he's got and he left on top. I, I, just, I guess I'm at the point I don't miss him yet, so it doesn't bother me that they that the division moves on. Right. So what I'm thinking about is what I think I would want to see that would be very, very exciting and kind of kickstart the whole thing. It'd be fun. It'd be so awesome and they could sell it out and they could put their spin on it. We've seen what other organizations have done with little sort of mini tournaments and even with how the UFC dealt with the the flyweight division when it started, it would be a heck of a lot different, I think, now if they would approach and try to bring multiple people into a, a set sort of tournament format or, you know, something. Even if it's a round robin or something... Just to where it would, you know, work out and give them another opportunity to promote something. I would almost rather see that because I would be more excited to see the 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 possible matchups out of mm-hmm. the top players mm-hmm. instead of just like, you know, okay, you know, I don't know, guys talking shit just to get that chance to fight the number uh-huh. one guy or something. I don't know, but I mean, if Henry came back, great, awesome. But if he stays away, I'm happy for him as well. That division is fun, man. There's some good names there. All right, listen, we talked about patreoncom slash over there. I mean, you can ask us questions. I mean, especially if you're at some of those higher tiers, man. We got you covered. Like, we'll 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 build this we'll build this damn thing around you. That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll let you we'll let you direct the show. Uh, yep. So I want to ask you a couple questions. Brent Barnett, our good friend Brent Barnett, he said, "Hey, John, with Dana seemingly reluctant to book Connor without an audience." 
To capitalize on the gate, do you think the UFC would ever consider selling limited tickets to the uber-wealthy at exorbitant prices to make his fight a big money event? Especially if this was to happen on Fight Island, this really would have a Hollywood feel to it. Not sure how likely this could be, but it would certainly be interesting. I, I, I if, you know, at first I was like, you know, I hadn't really thought about that. But I will say this. I do know that Dana had a couple of friends in the audience at, at the events. Certainly did. Uh, and so... Yeah, we saw a couple, right, on social media, that sort of thing. JR. JR was there. So, I mean, there, there are a couple of opportunities to do that. Now. But he was credentialed as media, wasn't he? I don't think he wasn't sitting with us. Really? I don't think so. So it's legit. Just a, that's just oh, yeah, slap in the face Come on, of everything man. they've been Come saying. On, no, I don't think that. I mean, they have. But only, it is. How well, they you... only had a certain number of people. I mean, well, no, they had. They were. They. They had numbers and limits. But, but I'm sure they didn't when they laid it out, you know, when they put to the commissions and stuff. They said, oh, we're going to do this and make sure the staff and the media is all. We're going to limit this and we're going to have f- some fans. Mm, that's a fair – you know what? That's actually that an interesting point. that is a fan. If they weren't there in some sort – I just assumed they were gaming the system and called them a media. That, if nothing else, that is a fan. How do you say that that's an event without that's a fan? That's interesting. Okay, <laughs> so now you're at an interesting point here, and, and this goes straight into Brent's question. I mean, that's an interesting well, – I hadn't thought about that. I mean, I would assume – that if I, I mean I I didn't ask but I would assume that Jr was tested I mean I would I would assume oh yeah I would assume he would if not then you're really really messing with it yeah yeah, yeah. I mean I oh be, you're just I'd saying be, that they were like kind of non-essential people or, or it's a non-essential person okay I get you you know all right so well, which is one thing I mean I would get if he's not tested then you're really putting a slap in the system but if he's there but it's just hard for you to say okay we did this event without fans. But oh no, we had an influential person that actually is there that was just as a fan. Because see, so so I was gonna say at the apex, uh, I think we talked about it when we first uh, toured the facility, but we haven't really talked about it much. So I don't think it's been in much use. But they do have a VIP suite in there, like a, yeah. like it's uh, up in the press, corner. We did a press. We did a, yeah, did a we press did, thing in there. I don't think it's ever been used. No, since. I don't think it's been used. So it's uh, there is a full bar in there. Yeah. I was There's fighting a, for that to be the media room. <laughs> That that didn't work out. That didn't work out. <laughs> so it, it's uh, so it's inside the arena where the where the octagon is. It's in the um, it, if you're walking in, it's in the back corner on the upper left hand side, uh, and it's got a it's got an amazing view yeah. of the cage, man. It's just I mean obviously it's a small building and you're elevated, so it's got a perfect view. Um, like I said, it's got a full bar in there. Uh, it's got some couches, some chairs, some yeah. uh, monitors, and all that stuff. It's a so nice room. dude, so honestly, yeah, it could. I mean, they could sell there now. Fight Island. Again, Fight Island is guessing from my point of view because we don't know what it's going to look like. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, they could sell tickets. But you brought up a point that I hadn't – to be honest, man, I hadn't thought about that is, um, man, if you are if you are selling tickets, even if it's 10 tickets yeah. or whatever – I mean, because think about that. Man, boy, that is such a great point. I mean, how much would uber-wealthy people pay to be one of, you know, 20 people inside yeah. the – the arena for a Conor McGregor fight because yeah. that is going to be – I mean, that's been the thing I've been seeing all along. Like, the fights themselves, they're not that different. Like, once once the things get going, there's a little bit of difference. But, yeah, I mean, uh, like a Conor McGregor fight without the big audience and without the big walk-in and the flags waving and the volume and the everything, it's going to be nuts. But, yeah, man, people pay, uh, uh, I imagine, a hefty sum for that to get in there. But – if it's at the violation of, uh, you know, orders or whatever, I mean, I think that's something that would have to be disclosed to the commission. Well, that's the kind of thing. I mean, I feel like you, feel, you get in that sort of whole, like, we're playing by the rules, we're playing by the rules. But, oh, by the way, one of these people that really shouldn't be in here is posting on social media that they're here in the building. And they'd have to be – boy, man, I didn't even thought about it. They'd have to be – 
They'd have to come in a day early, which I'm sure if they're paying money. I they'd bet you could reach out to – They'd have to be tested. They'd have to be – yeah, you know what? I bet I had, we could easily – somebody could reach out to Jared and be like, were you tested? And if he wasn't, that would be really, really shady. That really would. If anything, I'd be like, bro, tell me you were tested and do whatever. I hadn't thought about that. But, I mean, that's just one of those things. I mean, like, at the point, I thought they were bringing him in as media because I, I mean, know just he's knowing done some as broadcasting strict as whatever. everything was, knowing as strict as everything was, I yeah. just assumed. But you're right. Probably, probably should clarify. I would I would think that he was tested, but it, it's worth it's worth looking into. Not that it's a it's already a done deal. It's not like it's like oh this is whatever. I mean like we're not getting reports or hearing that Jr. Right. sick or whatever. But still, just the whole fact of that the whole premise has been that these events are happening without fans present. That's not true. Fans were present. You see him there in some random pictures from here or there. You know, so um, it just wonders. You know, it just makes you wonder. Uh, are those people following the same protocol? Are they following the same protocol? Are they being put under the same scrutiny? Is are they willing See, to say like question. that's a good you know, question? That's a real question. You know, man. if Hugh Jackman or somebody, if Holly Berry, God bless her, I absolutely love Holly Berry. But if Holly, Holly Berry's like, hey, I'm going to come tonight, is Dana going to be like, I trust you're good, or is he going to be like, let me stick this fucking swab six inches into your brain? Oh, you have to. You have to. You have you to. Assume? You have to. You assume. See, that's a good question, man. That's actually a fair question versus some of the other dumb stuff I've seen with people. Oh, I don't even get it. I like, I like Jared. I thought it was pretty cool, though. I thought it was interesting to see him, and I was just like, I was like, wait, this is the wrestling guy, right? Yeah, it's funny. Everybody, yeah, everybody was excited. I, I, I had to admit, like, look, I, I know the name. Don't really I don't. admit. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's funny because, like, if so, you, you ever watch one episode you know, of wrestling, you'll hear his voice, and you're like, of course. Oh. I, I know the voice because I've heard, like, the, the, guy. the clips on social yeah. media and that sort of stuff. I know. Such unique. Know it's, his voice is like what your voice would be, where somebody's like, oh, I know that I know voice. exactly who it is. If somebody hears his voice, be like, oh, I know who it, I know whose voice this is. Yeah. And, and obviously, I know his influence in the community, but I, I, I just don't know it real well. But uh, maybe, dude. Now that I think about it, like maybe he was media. Like I was in the press room most of the time. Maybe I thought he was. Sit- at our I table. thought he was sitting at the we, media table. We had media he tables. He was in there front. Were like he was them. in front of the uh, what do you call that? The 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 where I forget what they call. Then maybe the, he was media. Things. I assume he was media because he was in where media would be. Um, That's interesting. Which that I would get. He is a broadcast personnel, so I'm sure there could have been something where, and I'm sure he could have used his uh, social platform to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So I just assumed he was a media person. So I have no bre- I have no beef with that at all. If he was there and he did something to cover or talk about and it's saying he was media. I yeah. mean, it's, that's not a big stretch for me. A stretch for me would be, like I said, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman sitting there calling him a media person is a huge stretch. Right. JR, while people might – you know, uh, joke and say, oh, whatever. You know, he does have a huge social platform that he can actually still. So, what, what if it's one stuff, of the so. what if it's one of the quote unquote like celebrity owners, right? That have a percentage. That's certainly should not they media. Be able to show, but no, but should they be able to show up? Well, I mean, if they're helping to run the company, I guess you could, in your own mind, call them essential staff. If you're helping pay the bills, right? That's essential staff. I mean, I mean like like if Anthony Kiedis is is cage side or whatever. Whew. It depends on what I guess what the, how they hit. <laughs> Don't be against the Chili Peppers, dog. I, I love the Chili Peppers. I mean, but that. I mean, that's, Hugh Jackman. He's one. not even from here. He shouldn't yeah. be here. I mean, that's a tough one because I mean, you'd have to think of like Anthony brings nothing to the equation. But I could see if somebody was a majority investor or yeah, yeah. was actually part of the organization in some sort of form, 
they could justify yeah, if why they had a he big stake, if they had a controlling stake, they state, could justify not why a point. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's tough because then if not, then it's it's tough for you to sort of go to bat and say we followed all the rules, we followed all the rules, but oh yeah, by the way, we we let a couple good old boys in. Boy, you know that's so. good. That'll be something worth following. I definitely will pay attention to that. All right, unintended uh, result there from Brent, but definitely now I realize I need to pay attention to that stuff uh, <laughs> at the next events. All right, on another note, he had another question. Another, note, I was wondering if you had any news on Thomas Almeida. I know he hit a bit of a rough patch in his last outings, but it's been almost two and a half years. Would love to see the shoot box rep back in action. Uh, and then he said, appreciate the coverage during these pandemic times. So that was nice of him. Uh, I did like everybody giving him the shout-out for the coverage. That was – I mean, you guys deserve it. You guys went down there and did uh, – you guys did the deed. So appreciate that. I, I appreciate that people were, were reaching out. And uh, It was cool to see, man. We, d- we did the best we could. I know that we didn't please everybody, but we did the best we could. I mean, you had to go hot tea. There was no coffee around. <laughs> there was no so. coffee around. <laughs> we did the <laughs> best we could. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I will say this, and it, I, I will have to publicly admit, I do not have a subscription to The Athletic. Uh, but I believe I believe it was Fernando Prachis, I'm assuming, uh, because I saw there was a headline on Thomas Almeida a couple weeks back. So I think they did a big update piece on Thomas Almeida. Uh, I just didn't read it because I don't have a subscription. To I don't have a subscription so either. I apologize. I'm just going to be honest. But if you want to go <laughs> check it out The Athletic, go check it out The Athletic. All right, uh, last thing, I guess. They're uh, probably still offering deals to get up. I'm sure they are. Yeah, Especially yeah, sure now everybody's offering deals for everything under the sun so you probably could get something right now so there you go all right uh quick mention real quick uh habib never get off uh his father obviously gravely ill right now um i mean obviously that's the most important aspect of that is the 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 public uh you know the the the, as far as the public is concerned is you know this man dealing with his father and, and his mentor and his coach and all that but i guess just from the logistics side of it i will say um i'm not too I guess it, what's the right word? I don't know that September is going to happen, man. If something happens with his father, yeah, and you're talking about Habib and 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 Gaethje in September, I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, unless something gets better, uh, it would be it would be uh, ill-advised to try to plan for anything. I mean, you could hope for the best or whatever, but I mean. This is real life stuff going on. I mean, if if you're not sure that they're on the mend or even out of ICUs or, or you know intensive care, if they're not trending in a certain direction, it's way too early to say anything. Yeah. And didn't he have other losses within his family? Yeah. So there's I just... mean, like he's dealing with a lot of shit right now. If I was him, just take the damn year off. Just, yeah. I guess that's why I want to throw out there back, just cautionary, man. Because I've, I've you know a lot of people are asking, what's next to lightweight? What's going to happen in lightweight? Man, until just that's throwing. cleared up, I, I think I think lightweight's on hold right now. At least at least the unified title. And, at and, least the unified title. And I mean, you can't strip him. Yeah. You can't strip him. I mean, I mean, I guess you can, but come I mean, on. There's already an interim out there. Just let that stuff work its way that's out. It. But just don't expect the fact that he's going to be doing anything anytime soon. I wouldn't expect him. I, I think any sane person, knowing that what somebody's going through, this is not a guy that's just like, oh, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. He's dealing with real life shit. With real life ramification, you only get one dad. I mean, some of you are maybe lucky enough to have a stepdad, or you know, somebody that steps in to be your second dad. But you get that one dad. So I mean, mm-hmm. let the man deal with his with his his family shit, and uh, you just gotta realize this is still just entertainment. This is real life shit that will uh, alter or change an individual dealing with this sort of stuff. So 
If he needs if he needs the rest of the year to do it, that's fine. Just let the interim title bounce around. Let it do its thing. I mean, not saying that Justin will lose it and it'll bounce around, but I'm just saying yep. um there in my mind, I I knowing what he's dealing with, I'm not expecting or pushing him uh to do anything because he's dealing with real stuff that, you know, it's it's interesting cuz even in my head I'm thinking about it like I am not in favor of support of of stripping Habib um at all. Uh I'm not in favor of stripping Stipe, but I feel like I'd be a little bit more understandable like if the UFC said, "Hey, we got to move forward." Like Stipe says he can't fight right now. I know he's a first responder. And I don't want to take yep. away from yep. from what that means. Yep. But I don't know, man. I feel like dealing with like the death of your father and coach, if that happens, God, I shouldn't even say. Yeah. Knock on wood. I'm not. But I'm saying, like, I mean, that's where it feels like it's trending, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if that happens, I don't know, man. I just feel like that deserves a little time. I, I don't know. Maybe that's hypocritical of me, to be honest with you. But I just, I feel like I can that's, that's the, that deserves a little bit more slack. I can see it. And I mean, and part of it too, one, um, I mean, a person sometimes a person's calling and their their desire and action to help others there's nothing you can do about it it's not even a choice some for some people it's so ingrained like that is the only decision in their mind and there's nothing that you're going to do to stop them and Stipe has that calling inside of him to want to help people you know he decided to become a firefighter as well as still maintain this you know he's still doing this fighting thing off to the side as well but in his mind, I mean, like, the fighting is off to the side. Like, mm-hmm. firefighting and helping others is on the forefront of his mind. But the, the the difference between a choice being made for you about wanting to do this occupation and wanting to help somebody and a choice between knowing that you might possibly lose a loved one without your, without your choice, without whatever, life's just thrown in front of you. It just—it's two different things in my mind. One is a choice, and one is you—you you just got to deal with the ramifications of 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 life throwing something at you, and um, with with no control, you know. Uh, which I guess is kind of back ways. I know that's know, what I'm saying. Like it's such a weird argument. He has, on both it, sides. he has his calling, and he wants to do it, and he feels in his mind that that is what he has to do. But it's not like there's a, there's no choice when it comes to being a son and being there for your loved one when they're fighting an illness. That's not a choice. That's just human nature, and that's just what you're supposed to do as a human being. Stipe, if he wanted to, could step away. He could walk away. There are other – it's not like Cleveland and all this other stuff has no firefighters, right. has no people to fill that gap. He will put more of a strain on his brother's. Uh, by stepping away, but there are still people that are fill- that would fill that I know, void. But you know what? As I compare him, like now I'm thinking, like I've said, like I think it's okay if they strip. I I would prefer an interim title if for whatever reason they got to move forward. I would prefer an interim title, of course. But now as I compare the two situations, I know they're completely different. But maybe it's maybe it's not okay that they strip them. Maybe it's. I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I'd I'm rather an interim. This. I mean, I don't. An interim. An I, interim hate, I hate the stripping. An the interim whole stripping. would be totally understandable, right? Yeah. Like, hey, man, he's busy doing this. We don't want to take it away from him. We're doing interim time. You can't get mad at that. It's not like he's just deciding, guys, sorry, I have a contract. You have to give me so many amounts of fights, but I'm allowed to disagree with fights, and I can choose when I'm not going to fight. You can't force me to fight somebody. Is different than saying I'm out here trying to save lives in one of the worst epidemics we've seen since 
like the plague or, mm-hmm. you know, Ebola and SARS and all this other shit. Like this is real life stuff. You would be really, really shitty to take away somebody's hard earned uh, accolades just because you need to push pay-per-view buys. If you need to push, just do an interim. You don't need to strip the guy. I mean, I agree. he's not ducking. He's not running away. The guy's handling some real-life stuff that is slowly trending in the right direction. So if you have to have a, a belt that you or a title fight for some particular reason because you're afraid that you can't sell pay-per-views without having a title, then make it an interim. You don't need to strip somebody because it doesn't fit your marketing plans. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. It just cheapens the fact of what that person has worked for which is why we all felt shitty too when tony had the interim title before and they just stripped it away and you know oh, yeah that like that was the literally shittiest thing that just made it seem so bad when it was like okay you need you feel the need to create an interim belt because you're having a pay-per-view but then you're just going to turn right around and just take it away for no reason it's not right it was the worst it's not right it was the worst and i remember a lot of people thinking at the time they're like oh the ufc will never recover from this this was the shittiest thing and nobody even thinks about it anymore nope you know it's it's it happened so long ago you don't even remember well, they did the same it, thing you know? to colby covington i'm sure everybody yeah. wants to oh, everybody Lord. wants to step up and so defend easy colby to forget covington, it. right? it's so easy it's... I, I think about all the people that think how it's unfair that colby covington <laughs> Doesn't have a UFC title because of what the UFC did to him, man. I think about that all the time, how people are just outraged that they did Colby Covington like that. It happens every day. Everybody's <laughs> like, you know, if there was an individual in life that needed to have a title and that has done all the right things, it is Colby. <laughs> uh, too funny. All right, well, listen, uh, good to be back with Cold Coffee. We'll be back together next week. Uh, he will not be officially working at MMA Junkie, but you know we'll still get together to have a few frosty beverages and talk about everything Probably finish some of the drinks that you brought over. I am stacked at the household. If H&H doesn't finish them off, we should still be stacked, but you can still bring another case. I'll bring case. another case anyway. <laughs> That's just to, just to be safe. Better safe than sorry, I say. I mean, maybe Anthony has something new that he's working on there at the old Latchkey, and he wants mm-hmm. to uh, send something. Send it on over. Shout out to Latchkey Brewing. We'll find out what's up. Uh, we'll, we'll let that all play out. We'll, we'll definitely have more information, obviously. <laughs> maybe we'll have a full card announced. Maybe by next Thursday we'll know what the full card is for Saturday. So crazy. We'll find out. It is wild times, but uh, we appreciate you sticking with us. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back.